Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Tune Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Well, as a second part of our look at the chart of the 19th of April, 1979, in part one, we did the chart rundown, uh, eventually, because we'd been talking about other stuff. One of the things, Sam, that we were talking about in it was um, staff discount, because I used to get a 25% staff yeah. discount at our price, mm. which is also transferable, transferable to WH Smith's as well. Um, oh, that, that was and, a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's what we talked about the whole time last week. Much. Yeah, and I've just remembered mm. it was also any any part of the WH Smith group, and um, so the Virgin Megastore came into that as well. I could use it in the Virgin Megastore. Really, thing. I think so. Yeah, for a while. And so Branson sold the, the Virgin franchise to Sir John WH Smith. Yeah, they were all, all either that or Virgin had bought up our price. There was definitely some link at some point when I was there, but I think. Um, I think it could use a home base as well. I think home base was Smith's own. Fucking hell, this can't be the case anymore. I mean, I didn't use it. I was like 23. Do you know what I mean? I had no fucking reason to go to home base at all. Whereas no, now, home base, no. if somebody said, you know, 25% off a home base, I'd be there like a shot. You'd go fucking demented. You'd be straight out to get yourself a new Kersher pressure washer, I imagine. I'm just looking at the uh, the history of home base now on... <laughs> on... Uh, on it's, oh, Wikipedia. Yeah, because when I was be... a kid, it was more of a B&Q sort of thing, was was the market leader, right? Yeah. Home base is more of a... I see that as quite modern. I don't think it was home base, because that seems to be a Sainsbury's thing. I'm looking at W.H. Smith now on Wikipedia. The W.H. Smith group, 1980s. What else did they have? Waterstones. They bought Waterstones. Could I have got a discount on Waterstones? Maybe I could. Don't know, not sure. Uh, Waterstones, fucking hell, that's a bit posh. When you talk about WH Smith, I find it very hard to hold back <laughs> from just doing the rest of the podcast only about WH Smith. Yeah. Because yeah. now I find WH Smith, frankly, I find it quite depressing. I it don't is. know if you've been in yeah. one recently. But I suppose what's depressing about it is it's like going, it's the faded grandeur of it, Andy. Mm. It's like going to a stately home that once was so alive yeah. with colour and life yeah. and joy and urgency. Folded and now it's just like the <laughs> yeah. wallpaper's yeah. peeling. Do you know what I mean? And that's sort of what WH w. Smith was just so... I mean, if you were in a WH Smith, 
put it this way. If I found myself in WH Smith's midweek, like on a Tuesday, mm. it would somehow feel like Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, you'd get that vibe from when you used to yeah, go in Yeah, their, their advertising yeah. slogan should have been WH Smith's, where every day every is like day is Saturday. Every day is Saturday, yeah. We're in the wrong job. We should be doing that. Yeah, and that, that, I mean, it was just so exciting when you were a kid to be in WH Smith's. And now, it still sells more or less the same shit. Mm. But you just think, oh, what am I doing in this WH Smith's? It's so depressing. Mm. Now, you can go into WH Smith's on a Saturday and it'll still feel like Monday morning. Sad, isn't it? See but what you, I'm saying? Yeah, I do. We can't go back, though. But we've had um, uh-huh. we've had some correspondence on the old uh, staff discount thing. Stuart oh, says yeah. that DFS is 25% staff discount with a 20% friends and family discount. I, 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 um, I might be in the market for a new sofa soon when I buy my new house. Stuart, just saying. Are we friends? Ooh. Are we friends? Maybe we are. Yeah, because friends is a broad term. Of course it is. There's no proof needed. Required, you know, you don't get How questioned. How good of friends are you? Prove your friendship. Tell us his birthday. What's his middle name? Fucking hell. All right, all what right. What are his main three hobbies? Fucking hell. Yeah. And um, Stephen Routley says we still get 25% at John Lewis and 20% at Waitrose. John Lewis, though, you know, blue chip in it, cut above, high quality. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, that's got. where the, the elite shop. Mm. Um, so that's that. Yeah, that's all we've had in terms of uh, response to that. So we're. Thanks to... for that. It is interesting. Mm. And I, for one, having never really worked in retail apart from one unfortunate Saturday job at a clothes shop in Chiswick mm. in the early 90s, in which I busted a fucking vacuum cleaner all over the shop floor and all the dust went on the clothes. I got so fired on the spot, mate. Um, I was astonished by the level of staff discount. I really was. Um, Yeah. I mean, that seems unfair to be sacked for that. Was it your fault? Kind of. I mean, to be honest, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. All right, okay. I got this job and um, I think... They sort of liked me, because I went in, gave it a bit of the old chat, didn't I? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was only 16, and I liked the shop, I liked the clothes, right? Mm. And I sort of, I I, I exuded a passion for what they were doing. But fuck me, I was shit at it. And so all day, there'd been a few minor errors of a sort of, I'll be honest, a Frank Spencer sort of level. Right, yeah. And then at the end, I could see they were thinking he he weren't much cop. Mm. He's no good at fucking folding the the shirts all nicely. Mm. Or, I mean, one of the main things, I don't know if this was the same at our price, it probably was. What I was astonished by was the main thing that they trained me in, because they gave me a bit of training, was shoplifting uh, surveillance. (laughs) Right, okay, yeah. They gave me a tape. I don't know if you had this, but they, they they gave me a tape. They said, right, listen to this tape before you come in on Saturday. Mm. This will teach you how to combat shoplifting, mm-hmm. which is rife, okay? And I said, all right. So I stuck it on, and they started saying, do not be fooled by anyone's appearance. In fact, the canny shoplifter is not going to look anything like what you would imagine a shoplifter to be in. For instance, and this will be of interest to DJ Beans on your other podcast, yeah. they said, for instance, we have had many shoplifters come in dressed as nuns. And they hide the stuff up their habits. 
And that's lived with me ever since. Because as I've mentioned, there was a local nunnery as well in Chiswick. And I thought, well, you do see nuns around. Maybe they're not real nuns. Maybe they're all fucking thieves coming in, nicking their fucking Fred Perry's. If a nun comes into the shop, pounce on it at once. (laughs) Tackle her. (laughs) Round the waist is best. Well, it might not be a woman. might be a man dressed as a nun. You don't know, do you? Yeah. Wrestle it to the ground. You just do not know. The only way to know for sure is to wrestle to the ground and then tear off their habit. Yeah. The only thing to do, nun prevention is better than nun cure. (laughs) Tough on nuns, tough on the causes of nuns. Tough on the causes of nuns, exactly. (laughs) Um, The thing with our price was shoplifting wasn't a major issue because all of the the live stock was behind the counter. It was all empty cases and empty sleeves and everything on the shop floor. You you like this? Go on, nick it if yeah. you want. Why? Don't give a shit, mate. What are you doing it for? All it is is a fucking empty case. You're already doing it for the thrill, you fucking prick. You need fucking counselling. Yeah. Go on, oh, go on, mate. Have another one while you're at it. What's that you got there? Fleetwood Back Rumours. Go on, help yourself. Why don't you get a cassette of Faith by George Michael while you're at it? I don't give a fuck. Fucking Honestly, useless. mate, they're being knocked out by a fucking factory in China for about one p a unit. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Put them on your shelf and pretend you've got the fucking disc. You haven't. So you've got an empty to box. To impress a girl when you get her back and she goes, oh, put it on. I like Fleetwood Mac and George Michael. Why don't you put it on? And then what are you going to say? Oh, no, I don't really feel like it. Come on, let's just yeah. get straight down to having it off. But that's not going to ever happen, I tell you what, it? let's have it off and I'll put on faith after. But that's not ever going to happen, is it? Because you're the kind of cunt that goes around nicking empty boxes out of shops. You're never going to pull a woman. You're knob. It's never going to happen, mate. So, um, yeah. Where were we? The chart? Well, the chart. 1979. 15th. Oh, no. I've got 15th. That's wrong, isn't it? It's supposed to be the 19th. It was the 19th, but the chart was actually issued on the 15th. That's why it says that on the screen. It's the day before my fourth birthday. Oh. So your memories of these songs will be... I wonder what my mother's got planned for me. What, what, Hopefully she'll buy me some latest chart hits. What What do you think you would have got for your fourth birthday? Do you remember? Funnily enough, Football Call kid. for Cats was on the radio this morning. Was it? On Six Music, and which is a bit of a coincidence. And that's at number three in this mm-hmm. chart. And I was thinking when it came on this morning, oh, it's really weird. I have a vivid memory of Call for Cats being in the charts. And then I think, but I never think that I've got memories from being four. Yeah, do you know what probably, I mean? Yeah, you will have. I but mean, you I, do. I've I've got like vivid memories of stuff that was in the charts in 1975. Like I can remember Bohemian Rhapsody being on top of the pops at number one. Yeah, and I think those things really hit you when you watch Top of the Pops when you're yeah, a kid. Yeah, you very much absorb it, and particularly some songs like so cool for cats. I, both my kids were into that song when they were very young. Mm-hmm. And it's that sort of a song. It's got a sort of a vibe to it that, you, you know, kids are going to respond to because it's sort of funny. And, and uh, yeah, I just remember really well. I had this vivid memory of, of hearing it whilst having a headache. I had a headache recall. So, anyway, what I'm saying is, answer to your question, uh, maybe my mum bought me Call for Cats. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure what I was into at that stage. I don't think I was banging to the Star Wars figures mm. yet, if I'm honest. I, I owned that Cool for later. Cats. I owned Cool for Cats on pink vinyl. Mm. Wow. I would show you it, um, but it's not to hand. Maybe in a future episode. 
I remember being obsessed with my brother's record collection. My brother Theo had like loads of records. Uh, in a, he had those special, you know, seven-inch cases. You know, mm. a little box with a buckle on the front yes, with, with all of your seven inches in. Press, press the little button and it would pop open. Pop. And I was, I, I remember vividly in our first house in Brentford, like being really like, and him probably saying, don't touch them. But I was yeah. like, I'll touch you them. know, you fetishise them. And there was yeah. so much coloured vinyl. And I yeah. was obsessed with that. Same. He had so much coloured vinyl. It was a massive trend at the Loved time. It. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was 79. I think I said before, 1979 was the biggest selling year ever for singles for seven inch singles um and when you look at this chart you can kind of see why because there was all kinds of genres in there again and all yeah. kinds of really really great stuff just down at the arse end of this chart we've got um thin lizzy waiting for an alibi into the valley by the skids oh what a song yeah um can you feel the force the real thing <laughs> oh my god what a song <laughs> Can you feel the force? I want your love by Chic. I mean, fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Oliver's Army, Elvis Costello and the Attractions. Fuck. Which uh, is hell. now, if you hear that on the radio now, it has been re edited to because uh, the removal of the N word, which is in there, in the ah. original version. Mm. Yeah. Actually, Elvis Costello did once say, I mean, Elvis Costello's, oh, sorry, sorry you should give him his actual name, Elvis Costello. <laughs> Elvis Cosquello is a good guy, mm. right? But he did once make a drunken racist comment. He did, that's right. Yeah, I've forgotten about that. And then he wrote an out al- and then he did an album in response to it because he was so cut up about mm. what he'd accidentally said. I think is it in America? Drunk. It was in America, wasn't it? I think so. I can't remember the full details. Well, let's not dwell on that. He no, we shouldn't he because apologized. he's a good guy. You can't judge him on like one error of judgment whilst drunk and young. Yeah. So forget about that. Reunited Peaches and Herb, great track. I will. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know if I've told you this, but another. This is why I know that this chart is um, really resonates with me as a four-year-old, and I must have a huge amount of real memories. So it really brings back a lot to me, and one of them, right is I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor because it's a great song that but I never really could appreciate it for many years because when it played I got a really strong and I mean this strong overwhelming sense of melancholy right and I once mentioned that to my mum and she said that was in the chart when your dad left oh Jesus yeah. And I think because it's about a woman who's been left mm-hmm. and who's being defiant, and I don't know how much I knew. I've got no memories of my parents breaking up. In fact, I thought it was when I was much younger than four, but there are varying reports. I think he might have left and come back. I was going to say, was, stuff, it a, right? was it a staged event? I'm back. <laughs> what? Ah, no, I'm back. Forget about all that other stuff. It was bollocks. I'm back. <laughs> I'm going again. I'm awake. <laughs> That's me. Thanks for everything. See you around. Um, yeah, it, but that has a... So there are certain things that really bring back feelings. And now I, I don't react so badly to it. But for many years, I really sort of just felt myself... I just became really sort of sad whenever I heard it, mm. even when I was, you know, got older. And then one day my mum mentioned that and I thought, oh, maybe that's it. I think she might be confused. I think my dad left when I was younger, but I think that she probably sang that song a lot. Yeah. My mum... 
was very much one for going around the house in the sort of like you know melodramatically singing songs with like yeah. eyeliner down her face and all the rest you know mascara yeah. running down her cheeks yeah. so it probably would have been one of those situations yeah, probably in the aftermath she was trying to process it all yeah but I mean yeah the, the subconscious is an incredibly weird thing and things just get locked away in there and then yeah. can come back later on and well um, old Bruce said it was always the old smells which smells do have that but for me right. music is almost more powerful right mm-hmm. Proustian Rush it's called isn't it when things yeah, come back but from... if you don't if if you don't get um the thing about it is is if it, if you don't listen to the song a lot afterwards mm. like if it's a perennial that stays in the charts or on the radio on the airwaves forever then it just become it, it becomes disassociated with almost any time or place right yeah but if it's a song you haven't heard for years and then it pops up, fuck me, it's like being in the TARDIS, isn't it? Yeah, if yeah. You, if, it's, if it's a song that you just haven't played in ages mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason it comes on or you seek it out on YouTube, that's it. It's as close to time travel as a human can yeah, get that's for it. now. You just break down and you just roll around on the floor in the fetal position for half an hour. It depends what the memory's like. Sometimes it's happy memory, but not Is usually. Well, if it's a happy memory, then you feel sad anyway because you think that was a happy time and now it's gone. You can't go back. Because <laughs> lots of songs might make you remember a girl from when you were young. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, I remember being so excited because, uh, you know, I was having that thing with that girl and it was brilliant. And you think, well, that's dead and gone, isn't it? Yeah. That's all in the past. Yeah. There's a great... Have you ever seen Limmy's... Uh, Limmy's show that he did on BBC a few years ago, the, the Millport sketch. Yeah, yeah. Where he goes what to... Sketch? He goes to Millport. He goes to... Um, right. I think it's like a, a travel place, you know, where you buy bus tickets and ferry tickets and all that kind of thing. Right, And he's yeah. got a photograph of Millport, which is this island, I think Scottish island. And he asks the woman, he shows, shows this photograph, and he kind of says, how do, you, how do I get here? Millport, how do I get here? She says, oh, well, you need to get the, the train to such and such, and then there's a ferry twice a day, and then you get there. And he says, no, 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 no. How do I get How do I get there? How do I get there? He's pointing at the photograph. He says, 16 years old, made me friends, went there, had the best summer of our lives, did this, did that. And he says, uh, how do I get there? Wow. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell. <laughs> fucking, that's pretty profound. What did she say? I can't remember, but the sketch is on YouTube. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jalapeno. What about a service, right? Mm. Where it's a bit like in Total Recall. They sell you a life, don't they, through basically virtual reality. Yeah. Right? 
But what if we, using maybe a bit of virtual reality, but all sorts yeah, of different bit. senses, we offer a service, it's, it costs a lot, mm. to take you back as accurately as possible. So we sit down, you sit down with us, and we interview you at length and in huge detail yeah. about the memory that you are trying to recreate. Mm. And then we go away and do a huge amount of research on the time and place mm -hmm. and everything. So we make an effort to recreate the smells, the sounds, yeah. everything, right? The scenery of that memory yeah. that you are trying to recreate. And then through a mixture of different um, sensory triggers, mm -hmm. we effectively take you back in time to that moment. Yeah, it's something. I mean, logistically, it's a pain in the ass. But if we charged a high, high yeah, price, my 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 initial reaction to that, as you were saying, it was sounds like a lot of hassle. Is it is it worth it? As opposed to sitting down in our respective rigs and just talking shit for thirty minutes at a time. Yeah, but we I wouldn't personally do it. We'd hire oh, we don't operatives. Personally. Oh right, I thought we were going to do it. We're like the bosses. Mm. We sell the vision. We sell the vision to people. Yeah. Time travel. So what? It's not virtual reality then. It's, it's there's a bit of that there's a bit but of that but we also create the sounds and yeah, and sounds. smells and touches I mean yeah let's be honest a lot of blokes are just going to be like oh I remember this amazing blowjob I got in like I'm 1993 in Spain yeah. right and we go okay why was it amazing and then you'd probably have to I don't know find a blowjob machine and then create the sound of crickets <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, the, a blowjob to the sound of crickets is the, what I'm talking about the, with the, maybe the smell of some nice sort of tapas cooking in the background yeah the price would need to be pretty high I think we'll, we'll put it on the to-do list Sam definitely yeah you know, okay. we've got a list of right. things that we would like to get right into we just a thought just, do, I'm just spitballing you are you are spitballing yeah very much so mm. this chart will have been the period when I got into the sex pistols when mm. I was nearly seven because there's two Sex Pistols songs in this chart. There's number six, Silly Thing, and the B-side, Who Killed Bambi. And then at number yeah. 18 is Something Else, um, which is the Eddie Cochran cover version. So about yeah. this will have been... I had no knowledge... Obviously, John, John Lydon, Johnny Rotten had left the group by this point. I had very little knowledge of like Anarchy in the UK and God Save the Queen and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Sid Vicious will have just died around this time, but this will have been. It was the time of the movie, The Great Rock and Roll yeah, Swindle, was wasn't it? Because yeah, these songs were all in that. Yeah. I remember watching that when I was a kid. Yeah. So it's it's a watered down version of the Sex Pistols, but still, they're exciting when you're little and you know rock and roll and all that kind of thing. So this will have been my Sex Pistols entry point, and of course I was forbidden to buy the Great Rock and Roll Swindle single by me dad. Um, no, I did. Buy I remember it. we had the album, and it had it. an amazing gatefold yeah. with the pictures of all those amazing punks in it. Yeah. Like, who was the name of the girl that was always in all the pictures? Who had sort of like horns? She called Jordan. Maybe. Um, there was the little, the little uh, short girl in it as well. Are we allowed to use sh small person dwarf? Yeah, uh, yeah, you can say that. I think she was. The, I don't know. She was in it as well. Um, but I bought, yeah, I did buy the single and my dad heard it. He overheard me playing it with the F word in it and it was confiscated. Um, uh, yeah, 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 what's that? What's going on here? You're seven. <laughs> Can I be listening to shit like this? 
Effin and Jeffin on your record player. Give it here. Give it here. Now, of course, you've with that. seven-year-olds with mobile phones watching and listening to the fuck knows what. It's terrifying. Um, so, yeah, this will be my Sex Pistols entry point. What else is going on? Uh, Kate Bush, wow. Pop music by that M. that one that goes, wow, wow, That's right. wow. Is that that one? Yeah, one place nice above song. pop music by M. If uh, Fucking hell, what a song. And it hasn't dated one iota since it came out. Is that, talk about. Pop music. Pop music. Yep. New York, we should London, do that Paris, our live Munich, show. every fucker talk about pop music. <laughs> um, which I loved. Um, this will have been about the same time when I got into Sparks, because Sparks had a ch- couple of chart hits around this time with um, Beat the Clock, a number one song in heaven. Sparks further down outside of the top 75. Yeah, new this week, number one song in heaven, number 60 by Sparks. So that was the future. The future presented itself to me then with the synth pop of Sparks and M, who was a fella called fucking Robin something. And I think he was about, um, he was nearly 40, I think, when he did that song. The M fella, pop music, with his suit on. He looked a bit like Brian Ferry. But brilliant song. I think that I'm fucking racking my brains here. That my brother has a, he's, he's, you know, like your brother's got, what's that? What does your brother sing for Baker Street? I'm fucking going to Baker Street. I'm fucking going to fuck the Queen. Yeah. That's as far as he got. Yeah. My, my brother does that as well. He's like most songs, (laughs) most famous songs, he has alternative lyrics to. Yeah. Right. And since childhood, you know, they're 10 years older than me. And, like, it was the thing that I remember right back when I was a kid would drive me fucking insane (laughs) with laughter. Like, any fucking lyrics that he'd just changed, even if it wasn't inherently funny, it's just the fact that he'd changed the lyrics were funny, right? My favourite all-time one that he does is he used to go to... um, uh, I can't remember which Frank Sinatra, what the song is, but you know Frank Sinatra's song... Um, you make me feel you make me feel so young yeah right and it's, it goes you and I are just like a couple of cunts <laughs> yeah <laughs> skipping across the meadow acting just swell, like a couple of cunts <laughs> anyway he's fucking got one for pop music and I'm racking my brains to remember what it fucking was but anyway, well, I've texted him. Hopefully, he'll get back to me while we're still on air. There's um, me, me friend on Twitter. Who I've met a couple of times in real life. Harry Flowers. Um, oh yeah, he's got an alternative version of uh, "Live It Up" by Mental as Anything. I'm sure I've seen yeah, this yeah. before. Hey there, yeah. you with the sad face, come up to my place and suck me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've said that. So so, that's it. I can't hear that song anymore without um, without listening to that. I've just had, I've just been looking at this chart and I've just had a Proustian rush, Sam. Mm. At number two in this chart is Some Girls by Racy. Some girls yeah. will, some girls won't. Some girls need a lot of love and Some girls don't. 
And I'm, oh, you fucking uh, in the post Me Too era that you can't have songs like can't, that. You can't. You just can't. And I'm absolutely sure that was played at the Radio One Roadshow that I went to at South Shields. Oh yeah. That was presented by Simon Bates. And I've just had a look, and that was 1979. So yeah, it will have been. And it's all, all the dots are joining in my head as I look at this chart. <laughs> the mist is clearing. So yeah. Did you ever go to a Radio One Roadshow? They had nah. a bit of London, did they? They were all on the coast. Yeah, they yeah. I don't South feel End. like the sort of thing they would have done in London because the whole point was get out of London, yeah, London and get round, well, Radio One was, get round to the provinces. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, um, I didn't go. I'd have liked to. My mate was um, one of my good mates was uh, like he was like the press guy at Radio One for years. But we're talking more like the noughties now. Yeah, um, and he he went on. He's got amazing stories of going on Radio One road shows, like and all the shenanigans. But this is like very much the Zoe Ball, Sarah Cox era, right? Of course, I've told you about times. I, 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 the closest I got to being on the road Radio One was I twice went on tour with the Chris Moyle show. Once when he was still doing Drive on Radio One, and then once when he did Breakfast. Blimey, we did it once in America. And once in Portugal for the 2004 Euros. Mm. And that was a big... Although it was only him and his team. But, I mean, fuck me. The BBC resource is unbelievable. Like, these fucking trucks with basically whole radio studios in them that drive all the way from London down to fucking Portugal. And then set up in this fucking villa with a pool that that they were all staying in. Yeah. Um, It was incredible. (laughs) And... I sort of sometimes think about when I was with Talk Radio and we went to Washington to cover the presidential election 2016 mm-hmm. when Trump got elected. And it was basically me and producer Mark. And we literally had like a microphone, <laughs> right? And we had to fucking blag some plane tickets and get an Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. I remember one point we spent a lot of time interviewing people outside the White House. We did interview quite a lot of politicians and sort of journalists from places like the Washington Post but I remember one evening just live interviewing a homeless person on the street in Georgetown which was Mm. the suburb of Washington where we were staying and it was a really good interview I mean he was very eloquent and and his story about how he'd gone from being an army veteran to sleeping on the streets was I suppose you could say you know symbolic of like the state of the nation mm. so i was quite pleased with it but at the Moving. same time if i'm honest we we were we were interviewing him just because we couldn't get any other interviews <laughs> and we thought let's interview that homeless bloke <laughs> and then i just kept thinking fucking hell remember when i was in las vegas with the radio one wrote with the radio one breakfast show <laughs> and moyles had all these bbc trucks and a team of about fucking 50 people with him <laughs> oh well but of course, that now, if that got out into the right-wing press, the Daily Mail, that kind of largesse oh. and extravagance. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was Christ. insane. Yeah, I mean... We're paying for we this, went, are we? We talked about that. Was, we, 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 were, we, were, we were at... We went to LA. They all flew fucking club classes, I remember it. And then we were in this hotel. Do you know who was there with us? Mm. Well, first of all, Beppe DiMarco... Right. I was going to say Jack Nicholson, but I got that wrong. No, and the <laughs> band Elbow. Well, hey. Who were just playing in LA 
and were staying in the same hotel. So right. they were just hanging out with us. And then we all went to Playboy Mansion and had wow. a part and, and went to a party there, right? Wow. And then, and we all had to hire, because it was a last minute invite. So we all had to hire fucking tuxedos from Friar Tux, fucking which is this big tuxedo rental. And then after we'd been to the party up at Playboy Mansion, me, Moyles, Beppe DeMarco, Michael Greco, or as he refers to himself, the Grex, right? Oh. Guy Garvey and the rest of Elbow. Then we got we hired a fucking vintage Jag and drove across the Nevada desert to fucking Las Vegas to do the rest of the shows from there. And I was just working for Maxim Magazine, just fucking blagging along the just whole way, around. everything paid for by Radio 1. Oh, wow. Fucking hell. Exciting I mean, stuff. that is not how the licence fee money should be paid for well, cunts like me to live it up at well, Playboy Mansion. But it I was. I don't know. There's an argument for and against it. The BBC doesn't need to turn into some kind of, like, state broadcaster that's fucking done with yeah, it's just string doing and tin reports. cans and all that kind of thing. There needs to be some kind of fucking extravagance to it. Tits and teeth, isn't it? Um, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, All think- I'm saying was was that the rest of it's fine. Show Moyle's a good time. Sure, take Beppe DeMarco if he's appearing on the show. The real extravagance was me. Now, I, was, I would have drawn the line at my part yeah. in all of this. I, I can't see why I was essential. I mean, I wrote it up in a magazine, but I mean, well, yeah, what there fucking you go. good did that do for anyone? There you go. It's all part of the, um, it's all part of the spider's web, if you like, mm. of show business. Um, anything else you want to talk about in this chart? I'm done. Shake your much. body down by the Jacksons. Yeah. I'll just say the names of some great songs. <laughs> All right, go He's for the it. greatest dancer by Sister Sledge. A bit, another chic influence there, yeah, written and produced by Nora. Uh, Sultans of Swimble Dire Straits, they are Geordie, so I don't know how you feel about them. I don't mind them. Uh, I like them a lot more than I did then. I thought they were really boring then, but I don't mind them now. Yeah. They've become boring as the years have gone by. Knock on wood, Amy Stewart. <laughs> I tell you what, I only became aware of them, you know, because of like when like when like they were like suddenly became the biggest band in the world during Live Aid, right? Yeah. And they had obviously, but the video to the Walk of Life and mm. Money for Nothing were two of the most mind blowing aesthetic experiences of my entire life. <laughs> yeah. And if someone had said to me then, Dire Straits are boring, right? I'd have said, Dire Straits are the least, not only are they the least boring band, they're the least boring phenomenon on earth. <laughs> they're the most exciting musical group on the planet. That's what I thought. In about 1985, I just thought nothing is more thrilling than Dire Straits. They're singing. Look, they're singing about microwaves and TVs. They've got Sting on there. And the video is this kind of graphic man. It's brilliant. And and just as you were still reeling from that 3D video, thinking this is fucking incredible, Mm. right? Next thing, they come out with The Walk of Life, and that is the first time I'd seen all the funny excerpts from American sports films. Oh, yeah. And they just did the whole video. They said, how do we follow up Money for Nothing, the greatest video of all time? You can't follow it. There's only one thing that's visually more exciting than 3D computer graphics, and that is people falling over in baseball games. And they were right, it fucking was. You're a kid. (laughs) And you are fucking clapping like a seal, going, Roy, come on! Yeah, <laughs> like they, laughing till you practically piss your pants. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> they weren't playing games, were they? Nah, they were fucking ten steps ahead of the rest of us. Um, 
Yeah, what else is there? That's great. I mean, there's so many great songs. Strange Town by The Jam. I don't particularly like The Jam very much. That's one of my preferred songs by them. The Logical Song by Supertramp. That's great. Don't know that one. Um, I'm not going to sing it. Um, I'm an upstart by the Angelic Upstarts. I remember my brother being really into the Angelic Upstarts. Yeah. Roxanne by The Police. Is that in there? This was like The Police were on the verge of becoming, I guess, briefly the world's biggest band then, weren't they? Is that there? Have you have you dropped out of the top? Oh, 40 sorry, now? I've gone past number forty. Sorry, That's I've dropped right. down below have a forty. Look. Let's see what else is down 41 there. Forty-one was "Dance Away" by Roxy Music, which is a lovely song, and then "Roxanne" by The Police at forty-two. Was that The Police's first hit? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. What number is that then? Forty-two. Forty-two. You're looking at a different chart than me. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah, I am as well. <laughs> Roxanne Roxanne at all are you um, oh yeah, there's well, another a new good entry. one that I the following week it's a new entry at this stage no one had heard of the police imagine yeah. that yeah by no. the next week it was oh, it was the name on everyone's lips yeah you must have heard the police to do that song about the prostitute oh yeah and of course it was so, <laughs> I, so Hey, yeah, lad, Sting from up the road, John Sting. He's done a song about a prosy, about a prosser. Some people are saying he's just trying to get publicity on the back of the Yorkshire Ripper, but no, he wrote it earlier <laughs> on. He wrote it no, when he was a little. good lad. Um, what yeah. else? Oh, yeah, I was going to mention the Dickies, Banana Splits, which was a punk, fast-speeded-up punk version of the theme tune from the Banana Splits. I had yes. that on yellow vinyl because of yellow bananas. Um, yeah. Yes, I remember that. I also remember, mate, um, sorry, this is sort of relevant, but I think uh, I remember the, there was a few, there was a trend for people taking TV theme tunes and sort of doing versions of them and releasing right. them as singles, funny punk versions, because the other one was Hawaii Five-0. Mm. by Splodginess Abounds. Yes, I remember that, yeah. Fucking great song. In fact, you know what? I'm going to, for Turbo listeners, I'm going to do a uh, Living Out Loud this weekend and that is going to be on it's it. Gonna that be was on superb. There. So there's a preview for yeah. you. And if you're not a subscriber, what other reason could you have to subscribe? Um, so that's the end of this episode where we just basically say things that we remember. Um, it's been nice. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll be back with another chart in a couple of weeks thank you very much goodbye goodbye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 